Hello and welcome to episode five of the Inner Miami Show. I am Brandon Griffin, one of your hosts, and with me as always is the man from the high seas, Mr. Mike Long. And how are you, man? I mean, I just got back from three nights on a Disney cruise. I am feeling good. It's the cruise definitely helped me get past the the matches that I I watched or read about. Um, yeah, you couldn't even watch them. Good for you. I, 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 I missed the first one. Uh, I don't want to say I missed it, though, because looking at what happened, I don't think I missed it. Did get to see the Dallas match. Uh, looking forward to getting into that one. I would yeah. say I was right more than I was wrong on a lot of things. I'm looking forward to getting into it and, and maybe at least hearing you once say you were right. So that's going to be the, like uh, going from a highlight of a cruise to a highlight of brand saying Mike was right. So this is going to be a good show. I'm excited. I, I, th- I think the, the short that I put out already covered that, so I don't think I need to say it on the show. We're yeah, good. but I think we're going to get some more viewers that might not have seen the shorts, so we're going to have to hear it again here. Speaking it's of which, uh, yeah, we're going yeah. to cover this a lot. We wanted tonight to be live. We had plans for tonight to be live. Unfortunately, the overlords at YouTube have now told us that you need 50 subscribers before we can do live shows. So as of uh, 9.28 on uh, Tuesday, what, Tuesday night, we're at 25 subscribers. So hit that like, hit that subscribe, pass it on. We're going to do some Twitter, some Twitter pushing this week to get it out there. Yeah. We really want to do our next show live. Uh, we really want to get some other people to jump on with us uh, because we want to start hearing questions and getting the conversations and making this a real interactive show. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, there's 80, 90 of you as of recording that viewed some of the shorts that we put out over the weekend. So we know you're out there. We know you're listening. Please just hit the subscribe button. Maybe you don't want to watch us every day, but hit the subscribe so we can do live shows and really <clears throat> elevate the fan question section because we've got a lot of great responses, which we'll get into at the end of the show, but I'd rather hear from you guys live. And, and that way, you know, you're getting our raw takes. You're not getting our, our researched and analytical takes. So hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so that when we hit 50, if we hit it by next week, we're going live next week. If we don't, your guys are going to get stuck with another recording of us. So the sooner you guys spread the word is the sooner we can go live. And we appreciate you guys spreading the word. Yeah. And, and listen, we already appreciate all the watching you're doing of us. I, you know, hitting 80, I think we had 86 on one of our, our shorts. Super yeah. excited that you're listening already. I know this is only show five. We're, we're just kind of kicking it as we go. Um, but yeah, now we're you know, the, the, the race is to 50. Get us to 50 yeah. and then we can kind of do some. We can do the next kind of cool stuff. And Speaking of cool stuff, for those who can watch, I am holding up our new Inner Miami Show stickers that we yep. will be handing out. I'm going to say this now. I'm not handing a single one of these out, though, until we hit 50, uh, 50 subscribers. So that's another yeah. way. If you want if you want to get a sticker, you got to help us get to 50. Absolutely. And if we get to 50, you better come see us in the green lot because yep. we will have them. I'm rocking yep. my green light gang flag. flag. I've got the Believe green light gang flag up behind me today. Uh, you know, we're only, we're less than a month now from kickoff or less than a month yeah. from meeting in the green lot. I am, I don't have tickets to the new old game yet, but I, I've been thinking about it. Maybe uh, that 15th yeah, will be the first time to fly the flag. I don't think anyone's going, know. so I'm kind of just debating. I might wait tickets. till day of yeah, try and snipe some cheap tickets or Anyways. as this club goes, they might rather be empty. Who knows? Uh, I think, I think people are going to want to see that. So 
Anyway, let's jump in, man. We got we got a lot to talk about yeah. today. We we want to talk about transfer updates before we get into two separate <laughs> matches. We got some rumors to get through. So yeah, so let's why, why dive kick it in. off. Let's dive right into the transfer updates. So the latest rumor that is uh, circulating, and and we can talk about how valid we feel this is or how how active this may be, but uh, it's there. So we wanted to talk about it is uh Augustine uh Palavec- from uh from River Plate. He's the latest guy uh linked with us and we'll th- we'll throw up his <clears throat> a picture of him and his stats off of FB reference uh so you guys can see he's a very good um offensive player, very good with the ball, uh great with goals, great with assists and you know if you watch the two games that we played over the the weekend that's what we need we need some offensive firepower uh possibly and so looks to be a good addition I, I believe he's 27 years old so it's not like he's a young prodigy coming here that maybe we'll sell on this is a guy in his prime who'll probably come in and 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 stay a while um or until we need cap room and we got to clear it to bring in more Messi's friends so mike what do you think about this this transfer rumor so I guess a couple things. Um, the rumors I've read so far is that this would be a loan, not a permanent addition. So I think it's going to be you know one one year loan to make happen. With an I, option I, to buy, I think I saw with right? an option with an option to buy. I, I on paper this doesn't make sense to me. I, I you know we have so many attacking players, we have so many midfielders, we shouldn't need this. Now I've watched the Dallas game and we haven't scored. You know we we haven't actually scored a goal now. I think in two obviously the these two matches. The last 10 matches, we've only scored seven goals. So attacking firepower, we do need, and we'll get into it a little bit when we get to the Dallas game. We'll get into a lot probably. I think scoring is coming. Like the players are, are figuring each other out. I don't see us needing this this move. I, I I don't frankly don't think we have the money for the move, which we'll cover again in a second, but I don't get the point of this. I don't see it. I, I think this is a luxury move. I, and you know, yeah. we, there's other places we need players, defense clearly. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan. Now, that being said, there was people today, multiple reports today saying that this was going to happen today. It didn't happen today. Now, I, you know, again, something we'll cover in a second. There was a big unveil of the new sponsor today, which is Royal Caribbean, yeah. not a real good secret. I could see that, like, hey, we held off announcing this today because we want the Royal Caribbean news to get out and this is going to happen yeah. tomorrow. So I, I can see this happening. I don't want to say I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it should happen. I don't think this makes sense. But so, but I'm not the one calling the shots. <clears throat> to me, this only makes sense uh, for one reason and one reason only. And that's a guy that uh, that's if we fail to get a guy that we talked about previously on the show. If we fail to get Christian Medina, I think that this move makes sense. Uh, Christian Medina, as you can see, uh, a better stats overall than um, than Augustine, and and you know nothing against Augustine because I think he'd be a good addition to the team. But I don't like you, Mike. I don't think he makes sense, and I don't know how we pay for that. Um, outside of a loan, I, I can see a loan working, uh, but I don't know how we bring in another player, either Christian Medina or an Augustine, without. Uh, letting at least two, three, maybe even four players go 
And I just don't think there's a market for all our players. I, I think the high cost players that we want to let go, probably guys like Coco Jean, Gregory, uh, Molta, and um, God, what's his name? <clears throat> Going to Everton. Um, uh, Stefanelli. So, you know, I, maybe Stefanelli deal still happens, but the other guys, we'll see. Because uh, I really do think we need to move players in order to bring people in. But we wanted to bring Christian Medina up again because those those rumors are heating back up again. I'm starting to see a lot of movement on that. Uh, on social media, no sources confirming anything at this point. Uh, but, you know, that, that would be my dream signing if we could get Medina in this window. That would be huge. Augustin would be a decent consolation prize. But, you know, what do you think, Mike? So, so no one's really talking about this yet. Well, no one on the inner Miami you know, fan base talking about this. Obviously, every other fan base yell at crying fouls talking about this, but there's a money issue here that's a big problem. And I, it, it's, it's starting to show, which is we don't have the money to pay for these guys. We don't have the spots to pay for these guys. Christian Medina is only is coming in as a DP. And I know with uh, another thing we're jumping to, Forrest getting, you know, going out and being done for the season does possibly have a slot, but. To pay for Medina, we need Gregory and or Campana to not be a DP. But to make that happen, we have to use a ton of Gam and Tam to pay them down. But to pay them down and put that money there, we have to have other players not take up that money. Like, I know that we got a million dollars in Gam from deals we've made over the past year, including the, the Kamal Miller deal. But that money is being used really quickly. Suarez is eating Gam. Alba is eating gam. You know, we, last year to make the the second half of the year work, I think we, we kind of think that Campana was bought down and with gam. So he went from two point one million dollars down to one point five at six hundred thousand a gam. That well, was used. I think I think Gregory was bought down because I think under the old roster rules, Campana had to be a DP no, in order to have the three U twenty two spots. T- that's what everyone thinks, but it's wrong. I don't Tom think Bo- it's wrong. I don't think no, anybody no, hold on, knows hold because on. there's no transparency in the roster Tom, rules. Tom Bog- so I believe Tom Bogart probably knows better than most people with MLS. He did an athletic article last year that was super informative. I'll find the link and I'll post it on our social. He broke down how we paid for everyone. And the, what was shocking was everyone understands the U22 rule wrong. There's a secondary rule to it with how much if your DP player – is a DP, but under a certain amount, that's that also can trigger the U22 rules. Mm. So because Gregory is a cheap DP, he's like 1.9, he's just over that that DP level, he actually was cheap enough that the U22 guys could come mm. in, and we bought Campana down. So I'll have to find the article. It's super informative. It's a yeah, bit of a long Yeah, I think read. I read that article, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sold on his math uh, because the math, if I remember correctly, looked like Gregory would have been cheaper to buy down with Tam or Gam anyway. It's, so, it's again, it's, it's, unfortunately, than I it's do. all guessing. It's all yeah. guessing because MLS doesn't release that information. We, we, we will never know. I'm still going to find the article. I'll post it out yeah. there to, to reference it. And especially since I called Tom Bogart out for sniping <laughs> one of our rumors earlier today, I feel like I got to, I got to pay him back. Well, and if you're not um, like, if you're not plugged into Tom, Tommy scoops, I mean, you know, you're you're missing out. The guy's got the guy's got a lot of information. If there's anybody to follow on the league and as a whole, it's him. Um, 
And our friends, our friends at Battered Herons interviewed yeah. him, I think, last week and had a great talk with him. He seems like a cool that was guy. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. If nice you haven't guy. checked it out, go check it out on their YouTube channel. Uh, it was a fun conversation. And, and um, you know, he, he does a lot of things on Apple TV. He's with like uh, extra time and stuff like that. So you can see him there. But cool dude. Really awesome conversation. It's really cool to see a guy like that spend some time with, with uh, you know, a, a local podcast, local voice. But circling back, because I want to get back to this, I don't see how we're affording what we have to date. So let's take Medina off. Let's take any other transfers that haven't been already confirmed off. I don't see how we can afford anybody else without dumping, as you said, players. And the problem is, I read this, I read a comment today. It says, it takes two teams to create a market. Well, if only one team wants our guys, there's no market. And so we're going to dump at the lowest price possible. Yeah. And so I don't, like, our big... DeAndre Gedlin, $600,000 right back. We've talked about him before. I actually think he played fantastic last night. I know there's other people that will disagree with me. As a yeah. right attacking right wing back, I think he was – him and, and uh, Busquets were on the same page. They looked fantastic. But we just bought Gressel. We don't need an attacking right wing back like, like you know, Yedlin at 600 k Yeah. Except no one else in the league is going to pay 600 k for him. They're going to want to pay 250 400 max. There's loss of money there that hurts us. I don't think anybody wants to pay anything for Yetlin. Okay, that's that's uh, you know worse and still I, my point. Big, yeah, because I think if you can get two hundred fifty thousand in GAM plus get his salary off the books, I think you take that deal. Uh, if you're Chris Henderson, oh, I was just saying that his they would want to lower his salary to two fifty, which means we'd be on the hook still for part of his salary. Well, yeah, um, but so I think that's yeah. this, is a, this is a problem. It's it's not going to get better until we start selling players, and and I think it's important that we're bringing it up because again, as you said, there's no transparency. You know, that we're not hearing anything. Um, I want to talk about transparency, Chris Henderson. But let's talk about the one we do know. So we signed someone today, someone Confirmed. that we talked about on the, on the team today. Team, team uh, announced already. So Nicholas Freer is coming over. Uh, we still don't know how to pronounce his last name, by the way. So we're going to keep him. We'll figure it out. We'll wait it till is the a PA one announcer announces it. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I'll just hope he knows how to do Although it. Although they screw it up too. Uh one year loan from Pumas. Thing. So it, it is a loan. So which kind of makes sense. It's a cheaper way to do is for us. Uh apparently he had he's played in 250 professional matches, so quite a bit of experience. And anyone who watched our last two games knows that we need a pacey center back. So uh-huh. I'm expecting him to be out in Saudi Arabia. I'm expecting him to start. I, I, Brand, you can disagree on this one, but I am firmly convinced he's going to start at least the second game, possibly the first. They are going to get him in there as soon as possible because, frankly, we have no one else to play in that role, and so he's got to step in and play. Um, I mean, I, I don't think saying that we have nobody else to play in the role is, is fair, and I also don't think it's fair to just throw him in right away into the starting lineup. Um with our next game, just a couple, what is it? Remember, Sunday? remember Kamal Miller, First when Kamal Miller came, Sunday. when Kamal came over after the trade, yeah, he, but that's, he, he played that week. And so I think that's a little bit different for two reasons. Like Kamal was in mid mid season form. There was no fitness concerns with him. And he's also was within the league. So he knew the league. He knew how things play. And you're, Starting him right away in these Saudi Arabia friendlies sounds like a nightmare. Um, I don't think I would do that. 
So I, I think he'll see playing time for sure, but I think starting him in these friendlies is is not a not a great way to start building his fitness and building his confidence. So just to throw out there, I think he's been playing in Greece because he was playing for Greece on Olympicos, and now his Pumas is moving him to us. I think my understanding, I read this somewhere, and it could be completely wrong, was that he was playing the Greek league, which is in in session. So he's coming in form over to us. Unlike our own players who are are not yet in form. Well, that that would <coughs> certainly change things, but I I still don't don't know that you throw somebody new in. But um, I think, listen, I think getting into some of the games, we don't have a starting center yeah, back that meets that it, meets what Tata's looking for. Sergey is not it. Chris McVeigh, I know you're a McVeigh fan, is not it. They need someone to pay. let's just assume that no Allen stays at left center back and you know Toto yeah. goes to right center back or Yedlin, which is still kind of weird. Um, you need that center guy, and Nick, that's what we just bought Nicholas. So, so I, I don't think we can say Nicholas Freyer really played in Greece. Uh, he, he featured in nine games, he only played 700 minutes. Um, so I mean, how many games of the season are they in? Games. That might be it. I don't know. That might mean. I, I think that's why I the no loan idea. was terminated is he's not playing as much as they had hoped yeah. he was. So that that's where we saw an opportunity, went in and got him. And so I think he's going to bring a lot to the team. And I think we talked about it last episode. He's very good in the air. Um, he wins his aerial duels, which is something we haven't had since LGP. Um, very good defender. I think he's an upgrade over Kamal Miller in this particular formation that Tata wants to play. Um, so I think it's a good move. I, I'm happy to see him come in, and I do think he will be the starter. Um, I, I just don't know that you want to throw him in right away, but I'm not the coach, and and so Tata knows what he's doing apparently, so we'll see. I'm coming back to this statement in a little bit around experimentation versus drawing board. Just remember you said that. You don't want to throw him in right away because this is going to come back to haunt you later in the show. Yeah. Okay. You and your drawing board. I'm gonna buy right, you so, an extra sketch. So, so a couple other pieces of news. Uh, Emerson. Emerson's going out on loan. Uh, we talked about the fact that we had four U22s on the books when Emerson was back. Uh, it was my opinion that Pedro Gomez should have been the one to go. Now, <laughs> Gomez actually apparently scored last night in Paraguay yeah, under Paraguay. 23 duty. Uh, so it does look like Emerson's makes more sense to go, but yeah, Emerson's out on loan. So this I solves think, our U22 problem. You were the only one who who thought Gomez would be the guy to go out. I think we all no. knew it was going to be Emerson. To be fair, it's not that I thought it would be Gomez. It's the one I wanted it to be was Gomez. I kind of saw Tata picks Gomez. You completely like, that was forgot what Emerson looks like and what what he plays like to think that he was going to come back to this team. I, I'm that just, doesn't I mean, play he, with wingers. He does have the ugliest goal ever in Inter-Miami history when it took three shots three three times yeah. to hit the goalie before Whoa. it went in. Yeah. Uh, another, one, another one moving. So, uh, Tom, talking back to t- Tommy uh, – what what'd you call him? Tommy uh, – Tommy Scoops. Tommy Scoops. Uh, reported today that Harvey Neville is officially on trial with Portland. We actually covered this in episode three, so which is why I'm pretty sure Tom is now listening to our show. I think he's scooping from us. Yeah. Or at he's least that's what I want to believe. Subscribe, Tom. We want yeah. to do live shows. Uh, I think he already is. I'm, I'm assuming he was subscriber 25. Well, no, he must have been a subscriber since episode three. So he's probably subscriber 12. Yeah. Uh, but he did talk about Harvey. Uh, it does sound like they're the only sticking point right now is, is it going to be a trade with Portland or is it going to be us terminating the contract? Uh, yeah. 
and that's a Chris Henderson kind of decision. Which give us that I wanna, sweet, sweet gam. I don't care if it's five bucks. Give it to us. I I, I want to go down to Chris Henderson. So anyone who followed me on Twitter pre this show uh, knew that I'm kind of a Chris Henderson stan. I think he's one of the best CSOs, chief soccer officers in in the league. And as far as I know, he's not under contract. So his contract, we know for sure, his last contract ended in December. We didn't even know he was still on the team until the day of the MLS Super Draft. They showed him still being on the team past his contract date. So we all kind of went, okay, I guess he's back under contract. But here's somebody that's helped reinvent the team. Here's somebody when we got him, we did a big PR press for him, and there's still been nothing. And so I was talking to some friends who has some friends in the in the, in the club today, and they're saying Chris is not the only person in that club without a contract. That basically, it's the first team's got it. Tata's got it. His assistants got it. But there's a whole bunch of people right now in the club, including Chris Henderson, that are being paid day to day. They're at will, and they can leave tomorrow. I hope that's not true, but it does. It's somewhat consistent with the evidence uh, of where is the Chris Henderson announcement. Like this should be a renewal announcement. We and remember we only signed him to a one year deal last year. Here we are a year later. It, there's no announcement. Yeah. And this I, makes me nervous. I, I think you're you're reading where that you're looking for smoke where there's no fire. I think a a smoke, guy of Chris Henderson's listen, a guy of Chris Henderson's experience and clout at the league is not not working at will. There's a contract. There has to be. Because if there wasn't, I get every league in the t- or every team in the league would would be calling on Chris. I mean, like, hey, Miami's not giving you a contract, we'll give you one. But but there's could be it could be a couple different things obviously and and you and I have been in professional world for a long time when you're being yeah. promised a contract you'll hang on for a little while longer the club's calling might not be the clubs he wants he might be like he might have it in his head the only way he leaves Miami is either they fire me or X Y Z comes calling and those aren't the ones calling we can't get in Chris like I think it's 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 too speculative to get inside Chris's head to why he might be working at will. But I'm going back to, we've been wondering for now, for almost two months, where's this contract announcement? And like I said, earlier this week, start hearing, there's a whole bunch of at-will employees, and I'm going to speculate that there might be some tr- some actual fire to that smoke that are we're still not mm. as organized as we wish we were, which gets us eventually to our season ticket holder conversations, because there's some missing stuff there as well. Yeah, I... I... I don't think that there's any way that Chris Henderson is here working at will. There's no way. Um, at will, you're still being paid at will, and he could be making a lot of money at will. Just means he's yeah. he's not able to like he can leave at his own choice. I don't. Uh, I'll tell you this: if if it's true and that's what's happening, and and that's what the the owners decided to let happen, I think. Um, I think that's probably a worse decision than whatever they did to to get into the sanctions. Well, uh, losing I, Chris I, Anderson is basically like going back on sanctions because nobody works a game like he does. I, I get it, but but <clears throat> we're a team built to win this year, not built. Chris Henderson's a long term guy, right? Like he's the guy you bring in that has a ten year plan. It's going to turn you around. That's yeah. not who we are for the next two years. And I'm not criticizing this; I'm just saying it. we are being built to win right now. We've got. Yeah, the but foremost there's famous, foremost players, there's, players in MLS now plays for us. We're yeah, calling but there's up something. 
like you like you mentioned, a guy like Chris Anderson's a guy that's got a ten year plan. Like he he can he can plan to win now and to win in the future. Like it's not it's not impossible, and that's what his job is. So and okay, so, so let's, let's, I don't. Let's play that through. Hold on, let me let me kind of bring this up. IMCF two, the worst MLS Next Pro team last year. Federico Higuain was their coach. He is still their coach. No changes have been made. We've called up now seven or eight players from that team. I'm not a huge IMCF2 guy, but I'm also the research I've done and here they haven't gone and necessarily refilled the roster. So here you think about a guy like Chris Henderson, long-term plan. IMCF2 is a part of that plan. And yet we're hearing also there, it doesn't sound like we're reloading. In fact, it sounds like we're trying to grab whatever we can from there, get them up to team one because there's an implosion happening there as well. Now, that might, that's again very speculative, but the fact is they were 517. Last year's IMCF2 was 517 and 6, bottom of the table, like absolute bottom, not exactly the, the first team. They're, they are. And, and they've got a Higuain at the front of the team that's not getting them to where they were to go. So I think, again, we Chris Henderson's a long term plan guy. I would believe, I do believe, if Chris Henderson is, is really running the ship, he'd be also dealing with IMCF too. They'd be looking at new coaches there. We have mm-hmm. coaches. There's been coaches have come through our organization that, that are pretty good. There's coaches out there. Hell, I know a guy in Miami who's who his team played against our IMCF one and only lost one nothing with a, a very bottom-level team that could come coach IMCF two. That's not yeah. happening either. So I think again, I'm just saying. I think there's smoke to this. This like there's there's fire to this smoke. Something's happening around long-term planning, and I will I won't stop kind of thinking this until I see the press release that Chris Henderson has a contract. And by the way, if it's not yeah. backdated to December first, and it just happened recently, I'd say that does kind of reiterate the fact yeah. that hey, there's something going on here. Yeah, you have a lot of faith in this team if you think they're going to actually show you the contract and show you the date that it was signed. But they usually do say they'll say when it ends. You kind of figure yeah, they some won't of that say stuff when out it started. Too. But I'm just saying, they I won't think, say I when think it started. And Chris Henderson is also a very humble person. He's all he's not out there to get the the limelight, and 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 I can fully see a situation where he's like, yeah, I'll sign my contract, but I don't want it to be like a big thing. But by the way, well, okay, the last two contracts he signed, they made it a decent thing, and I because don't know that's if that's all saw we this. had to hold on to. Hey, don't don't take this away from me. I don't know if you saw this when Charlotte signed their new coach. They took the picture of him signing the contract. You could actually zoom in on the contract. And the contract, it was it was a it was like a mock piece of paper. The paper yeah. literally said, This piece of paper will be given to one lucky fan who who you will have to take a by signing this, you will take a picture of them taking your contract or something to that extent, which yeah. just cracked me up. Yeah, they're I mean you know, good good on Charlotte for copying what's being done around the rest of the world. Um it made but, me laugh, man. All right, so yeah, there's I wanna, some better I, ones. If I could keep on the inner Miami's not as organized <laughs> as they wish they were, I would like to go back to something you said last show about number of parking spaces. So after the show, I went to Google Maps and I counted parking spaces. And just for everyone to hear, there You're are 400. I, I You're did. This absolutely gets, insane. This gets worse. I just want to explain to everyone what I did because this really got into my skin. There's 448 blue spaces. So that's the parking lot to the west of the stadium. There's 314 green spaces. These are spots to the north. By the way, if I'm off by like two spaces, don't kill me. There was some 
got tired of counting at some points, just guessed. I then went because I was kind of curious and figured out how many parking spots are given out. So, so everybody knows if you buy one of our suites at some ridiculous number for a suite nowadays, you get four parking passes. If you buy a four pack of loge tickets, you get one parking pass. And if you buy in the blue spot in the, in the midfield club eligible for every two seats rounded up. So you have to get two or four, you get one spot per two spots per two seats. So there's roughly 232 midfield club eligible spaces. So if we go back to blue spaces, there's 448, 232. Blue has more enough room for all of midfield. Now, kind of doing the same math, I said, okay, if I'm in Miami and I know people are spending big bucks for Northwest Club, like to the tune of new new fans, you know, 4,000. What, what's, uh, yeah, 4,000 a seat for new fans. And did the same kind of math. There's 250 Northwest Club eligible seats by some gimmicky math I did. So it leaves us with about 580 premium parking spots that are needed. And there's only 752 total spots. So the premium seats take up two-thirds of the paved parking spots we have. Which mm -hmm. now leads me to believe something to what you said, um, Brand, which is... I do think there's going to be less green spots giving out. I am suspecting all premium people will get a chance to buy a spot. Everything else is going to auction, except for maybe long-term season ticket holders and some stuff like this. I, I would say it's kind of a PSA if you're listening to this, especially if you're a new fan and listening, and you hear about parking spaces going up for sale in the green or blue lot, like do not pass go. Like Just immediately respond back that you want that because this is going to be a very limited number. There's a you know, if I go back, I think I said there's like 230 unaccounted for spots by my math. There's does that count include the section of the green lot near the training facility that they had closed off last it, season? It did count that. No, I did not count that. But that's only maybe another 40 spots. Well, it's 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 not a lot. So I, I'd say there's no way. Okay, I'm not gonna say no way because this club can do whatever it can surprise me on any given day, but. I'm going to be very surprised if they just open up green, like annual parking. I think, again, I, I suspect they'll, they'll go to the, the, the premium seats first just because the, the numbers they spent were bigger. There's just kind of a bigger expectation. And then after that, again, if, you're, if your ticket guy calls you, tired girl calls you and says, hey, do you want to buy this? The answer is yes. And like, you can't think about it. If, whether the price is 800, 1,000, 1,600, just say yes because otherwise you're going to be stuck in auction. Or, or, or buying them per game, yeah, I, and I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be tough. You have a lot more faith in the the club's ability to organize something like that than I do. Um, I don't think there's any way that the team knows how to organize an auction like that or to prioritize different seats over another like that. That takes infrastructure. I think that's above Inter Miami. I, They're more of a print out a piece of paper and let's just go with it type of so, organization. So the club's learning right now what it means to have premium seats. And what it is, I was talking to someone in the club today and they were telling me that a lot of people have bought season ticket packages just assume that the new old bowl game is part of it because they paid so much yeah. money. Obviously that would be a part of it. So I do think they're getting a lesson in expectations for premium. And your know, fact is we are, again, it's the 23rd. So we are 27 days away from first game season. Parking hasn't gone on sale yet. I do yeah. think that's an issue. And 
you know, one more thing before I know we want to get into the games because we're at, we're 30 minutes in. We haven't talked about games yet. So the, the uh, Saudi Arabia games are going to be on MLS uh, Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV. So uh, someone told me recently that our season passes haven't expired yet. They expire in February. But by the way, the, the second game is in February. Don't forget. So the season well, passes. It's the end of February. Well, it's got to be before the 20th because they're not going to give us, they're not going to give the free games away. So I, anyway, I was going to say is I'm expecting us to get our new codes fairly soon. And I think that's another thing that just seems like it should already almost be happening. Everyone's bottom. Yeah, but that's not, I don't think that has anything to do with Inter Miami. Yeah, that, that's an Apple thing. Well, it's all part of it, right? Like it's just a no. code. They generate codes any day. Like Apple could generate those tomorrow. Yeah, it's but I don't think it goes out through. I'll have no, to check, but I don't think I got my code from. I did. The team. 100%. My team, the team emailed me. I think the team said, sent me code. an email and I had to click a link and it just went through to Apple. No, I thought I registered was, on Apple. Apple I got site. an email from I got an email from the club. It starts with an email from the club. Yeah, but I, I, I think the club probably has to send that email out at a specified date and time. Uh, whenever Apple tells them, because I think all season ticket holders across the league, this is something that's included in their season tickets. It's not just Inter Miami. Yeah, but Inter Miami has the the the, ur- the most urgent. Need. Excuse me, <clears throat> it has yeah, the most urgent need because of our preseason. Apple doesn't give a shit about that. Apple Apple could care less about. Oh that. no no they no would no! Rather they somebody care. sign up and pay for it. No, they want that Newell's game. They want on Apple because they want the South American audience to come. They to want come people watch to that. pay for it. Right. They but don't they want to give it out for free. Going. They don't care. No. Okay, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. My point is they want people to buy the new subscription, which means the old subscription has to lapse, which means all the season ticket holders need a subscription. So it, it's tied together. You're right. I'm agreeing with your statement. They don't care, but they do care. Hmm. Way to be way to sit right down on that fence, man. You're welcome. Uh but yeah, I you know, and I and thinking about the parking too. I think the only way they do like uh, season passes, I think there was talk that if they guaranteed the yellow lot would be available for the full season, then they would consider selling uh, season parking passes for yellow lot. So I could see that happening. Uh, in which case, I think parking just becomes an even for bigger nightmare. Um, because you have all these people buying yellow lot parking, and then where the hell is everyone else going to park? Yep. But we move on. Uh, all right, let's get in, let's get into these games. Uh, I will throw one more thing out there, just because I want to cover it. You were right. We covered this last time. If that was a jacket or a hoodie, yeah, it's officially a jacket. So you're correct. I yep. know that because I've already ordered mine. It's going to arrive next week. I cannot wait to show it off on the show. Uh, they did go for sale around. I don't even know if they're still available. I bought that thing the second it went up. But I just have to say, before we get into it, since we're on season ticket holder stuff, uh, one point for you for correctly calling that a jacket, not a uh, hoodie or sweatshirt. Well, you know, I just know the English language, and I know how things are defined. And if you have a full zipper, it's not a hoodie. It's a jacket. Well, I can't. I cannot disagree with that. So That's I'm going to disagree with you a lot as we talk about some other stuff. But for that one, I'm not going to disagree with. So moving into the next disagreement, uh, the El Salvador match. So this is the match, first preseason match, and this is when Mike hit the panic button. Even though he couldn't watch the game, 
he just got the final score and he read the updates. That was it. He hit the panic button. He was ready to jump off the side of the cruise ship. Uh, you know, team, you know, and, and, you know, I'll kind of give my summary of what, what I thought happened. Cause Mike didn't get to watch it. Um, like, like I said last week, it doesn't matter. It's a preseason game. Uh, it was a zero, zero draw for those that didn't watch it. Uh, the team was, was sluggish. They were rusty. Um, there was, and just like in the Dallas game, there were moments where the big four looked pretty good and they had some chemistry together. You can see that they feel comfortable playing with each other. But one thing I noticed is they seem to be a hair ahead of Suarez. And I don't know if it's like muscle memory, like they're playing the ball like he would have wanted it when he was with Barcelona um, and they were all playing together. He's a little bit younger and a little bit quicker. Uh, I think that timing will will change as we we go through preseason and go into the regular season. Um, the only thing of substance that came out of this game, unfortunately for me, is uh, uh, Farius out for the season with a torn ACL in the game. He came in as a second-half sub, and, and unfortunately – Torres ACL and we won't get to see him uh that to me is a huge loss because he's somebody that I really thought was going to have a breakout year in MLS this year he had um half a season to settle with us he had a, a full off season and I thought this is a guy who could possibly be one of the better under 22 players uh you know what what's the list they do 22 under 22 i thought he could be pretty high up the list so really unfortunate there hoping for a speedy recovery from him um and you know it's the risk with doing these preseason um uh, preseason friendlies but you know one thing i know mike wants to talk about is the starting lineup this is the this is the place where he was right ish um, with the I was, way, I was way more right than I was wrong. I think you, you can't call it right ish. Uh, the back line, the back line was very similar to what we expected. Uh, Alba and left back, Gressel. You know, we did a little, if you watched our short, did a little segment where we said Gressel's gonna be a right wing back and not a midfield, and that's where we started. Uh, Allen on left center back, we called that one. Toto as uh, he was center, center. I had back. him as I had him as right center back. He played a center mm-hmm. center back. The one we got wrong was Yedlin started as right center back. <laughs> no one saw that coming. Yeah, I, I... but you know it made sense once I saw this. It actually made a lot of sense to me because if if you know I made this argument last time we talked was Tata wants speedy pacey backs. He I actually was saying this during the game yesterday to some people. I don't think he actually cares as much that someone can actually defend as that they can get. <laughs> back fast enough to kind of push a guy off the ball. Yedlin is not Yedlin is not as fast as he once was, but from a center as a center back he's pacey. If you compare it to a wing back or something like that, he's not as pacey as it was, but from a true center back, he's a fairly pacey guy still. I actually think this makes sense in my head. I don't like it. I don't think he should be playing as a right center yeah. back because he's so offensively minded. Like it's, it's still the wrong position. But this is the part I got wrong. Obviously I didn't see Yedlin coming. Uh, but come on, I got Alba, I got Allen. You know, like I, I did pretty well. Uh, we did have uh, Busquets, we had Gregory, we had uh, Kramaski. Uh, so Kramaski, I thought Farias was going to start, not Kramaski. So that's kind of the other one I got wrong. Yeah. Uh, kind of a shame. Hence the word right ish. 
Yeah, but that was pretty. Come on. Nine out of 11 is a pretty close thing, especially mm. with Yedlin being the one I got wrong because we no one that's saw That's a B plus. I think that's an A minus. Uh, you did go to UF. They, they agree with the curve. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have a Washington State degree, sir. Oh, well, you should be sorry. Pack two so, champion next year. So, uh, this is kind of what I expected. Now, funny enough, I got the game completely wrong. If you go back, if you go back to that short where I said was we're going to get scored on, but we'll score more goals. Frankly, we didn't. I was completely wrong. We didn't get scored on. Agreed with you, and and we didn't score like clean sheet. Is awesome. Dos Santos just had his first clean sheet, probably as a, as an Inter Miami player. I guess as a friendly, but who cares? We didn't score, and I think that's a problem. Well, and so to be fair, too, like their goalkeeper was on fire. Like he made some really awesome saves, particularly in the first half. This he is the worst really team. Saves. Hold on, this is the worst team in Concacaf football. That we just tied. Let's not get into this again, please. No, but but hold on. So like, yeah, he had some nice saves. Messi and Busquets and Alba and Suarez did not put one in the net. We'll get this yeah. more in the Dallas game, but that's a problem. And that's why I not think a problem. it is a problem. Even listen, these guys should be able to man. score. I'm not saying this is you have to go freak out, listen. but it's a problem. No, can't. it's Tata, not. Tata it's didn't not. walk away from that game going, wow, I'm so happy with how we did. He's going, guys, we couldn't score. That is a problem. I'm not saying it's you have to reinvent the wheel problem, but when you can't score against the worst team in CONCACAF, okay, maybe that's that's exactly the worst team yeah. in Nations League Group A, that's yeah, a but, problem. See, this is the thing, and, and we kind of talked about this over the weekend, was like – this is their first preseason game. Messi, Suarez, Alba, they don't give two shits about playing El Salvador. They don't care. And then, but on the opposite side, this is the game of some of those players on the El Salvador team's lives. A chance to play against Messi, and they're going to play out of their minds. And I think if you look at the energy levels that the two teams had, I think you'll you'll see that El Salvador had a lot more energy for most of the game. And they, they were coming out there being aggressive and they were playing really well. Um, you know, with context, like I, I think we probably played, uh, we let them play well, I think, uh, particularly in the defensive end. I think um, that... I don't love the formation that Tata's decided to employ for the two games. I think um, anybody who knows my takes from last season, I, I don't like Tata. I don't think he's a. I, I I don't. I think this is what we get. We get a lot of guys pushing forward and nobody finishing, and so you know. I think eventually guys like Suarez and Messi are going to put goals in the back or balls in the back of the net. But the one thing from the El Salvador game that was very apparent is Gressel has no chemistry with the team. Okay. Gressel so runs, he's good with the ball, but he doesn't know where these guys want the ball yet. And that'll okay. come with time. All right. So let's move. Let's move to Dallas. So we go zero, zero. I didn't watch the game. I watched some of the replays, the highlights. The highlights was mostly else. By the way, the MLS soccer highlights was mostly El Salvador's. So that was kind of telling as well. 
-hmm. So we come into to uh, Dallas. Uh, some changes. Gressel now leaves right wing back and moves to midfield. Uh, we bring Kristoff in to anchor the center backs and put Allen on his left, Toto on his right. Yedlin moves to right wing back. And uh, Ruiz replaces Kramaski. Man of the What's, match. A couple things I want to cover here. First off, so we, we line up as a 5-3-2. What was interesting is, and I don't think, Brent, I don't think you got to see the second half. I, I can't remember if you were watching or not. But on possession... We moved to a 4-3-3, a 4-2-4, mm-hmm. where Allen became left back and Alba was playing as a left wing, essentially. Yeah. Very aggressive. And a couple of things I noticed here. First off, Yedlin, I thought, had some of the best runs of the night. So Yedlin and Busquets mm-hmm. linked up. You talk about where Gressel was struggling to link up. And it's fine. Like, to your point, guy, it's the second game. It's the second <clears> time they're playing game speed. You know, kind of getting at this level, getting that touch correctly is hugely important. Yeah. Yedlin was attacking, attacking, attacking. He was trying to get behind the center backs the entire match, making huge runs on the right side. You one of two things that would happen. Busquets would see him there and get in the ball, and then we'd break down otherwise, or mm-hmm. Busquets would go a different way and Yedlin would get frustrated. Yeah. So there's a question of what's experimentation versus what's drawing board. So last time, and I was quoted, and and you've all hit me up on Twitter that I'm crazy that that we'd go back to t- drawing board if we had a really poor first showing. We had a poor first showing. Zero zero is a poor first showing. Whether it matters or not, it's a different story. But it was a poor first showing. We immediately moved Gressel up into the midfield. That's a fairly major change. We brought Sergey Kristoff in to anchor center backs, which is completely opposite how Tata wants to play. He does not want a slow stalwart center back. He wants pace. So Tata really went against a little bit of what he wants to do to try out this lineup. Now I get it's experimentation, but I'm pretty sure he took a drawing board out and said, guys, here's how you're playing. So I am claiming at least 40% rightness that we went back to the drawing board. I think Gressel, I think Gressel was, I didn't watch the first game. I did not think Gressel was at all on the same page again. With the team around him, Gressel was playing also very defensively. I he, I did not see him making a lot of attacks and making a lot of runs. Messi was playing way too far back. He didn't seem to have trust in the Messi. Messi kind of reminded me of how Higuain used to play, where Higuain would get frustrated, oh, and come back. God. Messi was Messi was coming back and doing that. The one yeah. stand okay, there's a couple standouts, but the number one standout, which was was Ruiz. Ruiz played I think the first sixty minutes. He was on the same page as Suarez. Completely like these guys look like they've been playing together for years. Not Busquets yeah. and, and Suarez, Ruiz and Suarez. Great balls, great trying. I think somewhat to your pro- thing, they're ha- trying, they're having fun right now. So they're trying, like, once again, the 18, they're passing for no reason. Like it's a flick mm-hmm. back of the ankle or something, a little tap. It's instead of just take the shot, uh, I think that will change. But, and this is what I got to call out. Not scoring is a habit of ours. We've gone 10 matches now and only scored seven. The last two, yeah. we haven't scored any. And it's not like, again, the keepers have a good day. Keepers aren't standing on their heads so much that we're not scoring. Like, well, I don't really think struck- the Dallas keeper, I didn't see him make like, any remember, great saves. By the way, the Dallas, they put in their backup keeper for the last 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, like, I didn't see I didn't see anything. I, I don't think that we really worked the Dallas keeper uh, in the game. 
I think, uh, yeah, I just, I, there was no energy. I, I don't think, I don't think we're, I don't think we care. So, so here's my thing. And I'm okay with Ram. that. Like, let's just get through these games with no injuries, get the fitness in, build some chemistry, and be ready so, to go once the season starts. So, so a couple things, because I don't agree with not caring. First off, I'm a Chelsea supporter. I have regrets sometimes that I'm a Chelsea supporter, <laughs> as I remind some of my friends, but I'm a Chelsea supporter. And coming off our Champions League seat, coming off the Champions League season two years ago, we decide Chelsea decides to come to America and play a series of matches. And I went to the one, saw them play Arsenal in Orlando, and we lost like four, four nothing or four one. And I remember walking on stadium, everyone going, guys, it's preseason. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. Okay. It was a harbinger of things of how bad that season was going to go. So that is weighing on my mind that this feels awfully familiar. Number two, we have, again, the most recognizable four players in all of MLS, and they're all attacking players. In fact, Alba is now playing as a left wing. We're not putting the ball in the net. We're not taking good shots. Yeah, but why like, Why do you want them to put the ball in the back of the net in preseason? Because Save I the goals for can... the regular season, man. Because we couldn't score last regular season. I, Who cares? It's not last season. This is a completely different team. It's not a completely different team. It is. The majority it absolutely of, is. The starting if you bring up that starting lineup, nine of those guys started last season towards the end of the season. Nine of them. The only new guy out there, two new guys are Gressel and Suarez. Everyone else played. It's not like it's a brand new team. This is exactly who we had, except now we got Suarez, and now we and got. And now Gressel. we have depth behind them. We're three. Okay, we're three we're deep in depth. just about every position. Hold we on. are. No, no, no. Because that changes the way you play. Because no, Tata's playing his tactics. Yes, it does. But if you don't have the depth in positions to play, like look at the tactics that Tata played had five, to three, two. last we season. We played a five-three-two last season. And you. The only difference is, funny enough, you had Campana in who couldn't score. But this looks like. The results are the same results we saw towards the end of last season. We could Listen. not score the ball. And if you remember, you know me well. I've been ranting. Our number one problem is offense. Everyone's been like, Mike, don't worry. We're bringing Suarez. We're, now we got Gressel. We've got offense. We should be able to score. And we still can't score. Like at some point, alarm it's bells should be going off. Alarm bells do not need to go off until we get into the regular season Granted, and we can't score. Do you remember our last 10 games it's last season? Game we two, week two. It's game my, two, week two. Our, our 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 listeners that are not watching YouTube cannot see how hard I'm rolling my eyes at you. At some point, we have to score. Dallas just scored. In fact, they scored in the first nine minutes. And then They're they didn't go, score the rest of the game. But they still scored. So? They have some confidence. So, okay, they so if, that. if Suarez scores one goal and we tie 1-1, you're not talking about we need to score. I would say I would be a little less paranoid. You would find something else to complain about. Wow, That's you're making me have to be very negative. You are very score. negative. Look it's preseason. If you're but complaining about scored. preseason results and you're ready to Tata go back to the drawing board, I'm not. Re- listen, I'm not even sure what you have to do at this point because I do have the agreement that it looks like we're just not on the same page. But I'm not. Any unlike time. you, unlike you, I'm not ignoring the entire second half of last season where we also couldn't score. I'm not ignoring that, but I you don't think ignoring. I don't think like, well, this one, is preseason. Okay. I don't think one I you can't like you can't just say like oh last season we couldn't score. So it's obviously the same problem this season. We couldn't score the down the stretch because Messi didn't play, Alba didn't play, but when they were playing, we were scoring. 
we won a we won, we won League's Cup when Once they were League's playing Cup, at their top. When yeah, they were and then playing we, the we way, went listen, right downhill. Okay, as soon as we League's Cup was over, we went when downhill. Messi stopped playing. Okay, well, That's Messi's in we now. We still can't score. Messi's here. Messi's back. It's week two. Take it easy. Okay, there's you no said, reason to panic right now. There's no reason. I'm not. You are. Listen, there's there's different levels. I am seriously concerned. Not panic. I'm not yet on the fire Tata train, though. I know quite a few people that have. To be I've fair, been on the train since last year. I'm not like I'm not and there. I'm not ready to get off. And I think we can get there, but right now, <clears throat> I don't think we know how to score yet. I think there's problems that we haven't well, figured out yet. It's not that there's okay. So. It's not problems that we haven't figured out. It's not like we need a missing piece or anything like this. They need time. They need time. When but Gretzel again, figures out where these guys want the ball, he's going to be another hey, great on, offensive weapon. But think about what you're saying. The major difference on the attacking piece, because again, Gressel was not attacking earlier, like yet last yesterday. Right. He was not Gedlin was attacking more. The major difference piece we brought in was Suarez. Now I know you're going to make the argument. It's been a couple of years since they played together. The timing's a little off. They, I, I'm not completely denying that, but we've you now were had texting me during the Dallas game, and you were like, "Some of this play is absolutely beautiful." It is, but we're now 180 minutes into this preseason, right? But they're they, not 180 minutes into the preseason. They're they 90 are. minutes into the preseason. No. Suarez didn't play 90 minutes both games. He played. He didn't play forty-five both games either. He played. Okay, he's one hundred forty minutes in because he played like seventy minutes both games. Okay, he's so one hundred forty. He's one hundred and forty minutes in to preseason. Brendan, let me ask you this: If they played TJ's kids' team uh-huh. and didn't score, would you be nervous? I don't care. Why, why so no I matter care? the cup, so the no matter the competition, no matter how week one or two of preseason, I don't care. Call we, me at the last two games of preseason. If we haven't scored and we don't score in the last two games okay. of preseason, so, I think then so you can start worrying about it. We've got two Saudi Arabia games coming up, which you mm-hmm. are actually more negative than I am on this one, and you think we're going. To I get think crushed. we're going to lose both games, but I think we'll score. I don't think it'll be like blowouts. I think, you know, I I, I think we'll we'll. Look competitive for if, at least the time that so the let's, big let's, force let's, on the field. Let's get quotable. We're gonna get quotable here. Next two games. How mm-hmm. many goals do we need to score, regardless of winning, for you to say there's not an issue? Or does it not matter? We can go zero zero on both and you're okay with it. I, I don't know. Two goals. Each score two, two goals. Two goals total? Two goals One total. Game. I think you're okay. fine. As long as you start seeing my my thing is, is I don't care so much about the ball going in the back of the net. What my concern is, is I want the players on the same page. I want to see that they're getting in good positions, that the ball's getting where they want it to be. And I want to see that they're improving on that. Like, I don't want to see like Suarez stretching out and the ball just missing his foot. I want to see it landing on his foot and having a good scoring opportunity. Okay. I want to see Gressel being able to make the passes because this is game three and four of the preseason. We have to start seeing progress in there. And I think we'll start seeing better passing. We'll start seeing that chemistry building and we'll see some goals, you know, but you know, I, I think the last couple games, I think probably the Japan games will be the most, uh, or the Hong Kong and the Japan game, I think will be the most telling. 
I think if we don't score in those games and, and we don't have the chemistry, then we can start worrying about it. But we're building it up. How many goals do you think we need to score in the next two? I'm already nervous. So so I don't think my opinion changes unless we score two goals a match. <clears throat> Scoring any is going to make me two feel goals better. A match? Yeah. It's pretty that's pretty ambitious. I think I, 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 mean, again, I don't think so it's, it's impossible, but... but remember, we're not the rumor is we're not Ronaldo's not gonna play. Yeah, but I, Ronaldo's not the one that's gonna affect your ability to score. He's so, not playing. So, yeah, but I guess my point is I don't you still have to you go made up a point, who's you, your goalkeeper, you, Mendy. You made a point earlier that El Salvador is playing their game of their life because they are playing up to our standards. I don't think I, the El Salvador teams are playing up or I'm sorry. I don't think the Saudi Arabian teams are going to be like this. Is, this is business as usual for those guys. I they think they're going to play against Messi. I think they're going to play down a little. I think they're yeah. going to say that that and that's my. I think they're not playing up. I think they're playing down. I think they're going to yeah. go. Oh, this is Inter Miami's an MLS team. I think eh. the games will probably be more competitive than we we're, we're thinking now. That that's kind of my thinking is that they're not going to take it that seriously, and yeah. especially with and this is where I say with Ronaldo out, like it's even less serious. Yeah. Um. So I I I think goals can be okay. goals should be scorable for us. Like we should be able yeah. to score on these teams. Win? I don't think so. You know, if, if the score line looks like if we come Chelsea out score, with one win in these two games, oh, I don't think that's happening. That I, would be phenomenal, though, wouldn't it? I it would. If we come amazing. out with a win, even if we just score one goal, I bet you you change your mind. Yo, if we win, okay, of course, if we win these matches. If we win one, one nothing, and then we lose the other one, ten nothing. I think you're feeling better. I, I think, I think so. Chelsea's <laughs> scoreline today was six two. Like I could see one of these matches having that scoreline and not being in a positive manner for us. Um. So, the other thing too is, and and I didn't think about this until today is there are a lot of players on the Saudi Arabian teams that are away at Afcon. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I, because I was like, oh, it's going to be really cool. Um, I haven't been keeping up with AFCON, so I don't know how uh, Senegal is doing. But, um, like, I, I thought it'd be really cool to see Suarez versus Mane because I love Sadio Mane. But we may not even see that because he he may be gone. He may not be there. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I So it's going to be wild either way. And I'm just going to say this, and, and you – and the Batter Heron boys and, and some other uh, viewers and listeners can keep on giving me crap about the panic here, but we always will. I'm not, I'm not like, I can't just ignore what happened towards the end of last season. I can't ignore when I look at nine of our starters are the same from last season and we have the same problems. Like, yeah. Okay. It's like, technically I mean, it's eight because Messi played the last games. Alba did not. So even eight, like we've got to get the ball in the net, especially let's not forget Tata's entire strategy seems to be score more goals than the other guy. And I know that sounds oh. like a maddenism, but the point <laughs> is he doesn't want to he doesn't want to play defense. He just wants yeah. to outscore. And in preseason, if your strategy is score more than the other guy, and yeah. so far the highlight has been you've actually pulled a clean sheet. Yeah, you got not a problem. Great. Yeah, not great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But before we move on. Or before we wrap up the show, we got two more segments we want to get into real quick. Um, everybody's favorite segment that we go through, kit news. So today on the uh, Royal Caribbean, what's it called? Icon of the Icon, Seas? Icon of the Seas. There it is. The new front of kit sponsor. 
Yeah, so, so a lot of people were saying the new logo, kit. thank God, is so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. So a lot of people said we got new kits today. It's not what happened. This is La Noche. This is the kit that neither one of us has on right now. But this is the kit that we played, I think, three or four matches in last year. And we played our first two matches in this year with the new sponsor. Uh, love the new sponsor. <laughs> love it so much more yeah. than a crypto firm that none of us understood. <laughs> I am not actually a fan of Royal Caribbean cruises, if I'm going to be honest. All I've right, well, we're Caribbean. not here for that. I, I know, but I just need to. I need to. I need to. I think this is. For we Danny. just went on a Disney it, cruise. The audience was it Dan, can guess. Is it Danny or Chris that loves Royal Caribbean? One of them loves it. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I love. I'm a Disney cruise guy. And I just did Disney cruise and love it to death. Uh, but I yeah. do love the logo. I think it looks great. I think it looks so much better on like just even La yeah, Noche. It looks good. Having instead that right now, it looks awesome. I'm sitting on MLSstore.com right now. Has them for sale? Yeah, fully back. They announced that they were going to be for sale. So go, go get them. Hundred of uh, the authentic, just for everyone knows, is hundred and ninety four dollars and ninety nine cents. The replica is one thirty four ninety nine. Uh, that's expensive. That is yeah. really expensive. Well, welcome to MLS. Welcome to so. Uh, but yeah, those are for sale. I think they look good. Uh, Take us into the real kit sponsor that we love. So, so I love this. Actually, Branton, when you get a chance, I just walked away from you. You know we can see you that you walked away. Oh, no, they can't see you. I can see that you walked away as I'm trying to ask you to do something. So, uh, man, I just called you out there. Uh, Inter Miami has the IMCF Foundation, which is our charity foundation. Uh, we put that badge on the front of our kits for our first two games. So if you go, if you can go back, Brandon, and get a chance – Pull up the picture from either the first two games that shows the team in it. I think this was awesome. Uh, we put it out there for all to see. I'll be honest. I'm sure it's because XBTO's sponsorship ended like February, January 1st. And obviously, Oral Caribbean kicked in today. But seeing the players play in our foundation badge, I just think is awesome. I, I Huge props to the club. They could have played with a, bl a blank kit. I'm sure there was they they probably got this in as a tax write off, um, but I just think it's awesome. Uh, the the foundation's wonderful. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with and talk to members of the foundation normal times. Uh, they did the fifty fifties last year with all the the raffles. Um, God knows I spent enough on the fifty fifty. I never actually won anything, uh, but I just think it's really cool. We put it on there. The rumor on the street is these will be auctioned off later in the the year. Uh, I already know who I'll be grabbing uh, in the pictures in front of us. So from the from the first team, spoiler, it will not be messy because I can't even imagine how much that will cost. Uh, but I am super excited that these will become available. We all big pick them up um, and just props to the club. I think the club, a lot has been said about this club's social outreach in a non-positive manner before. But I think looking at this, like this was something cool the club did, something they did right and so for as much bad mouthing as I did about the contract situation and the season ticket holder, like this is something that I think we can really point to and say, hey, the club did something really good here and should be recognized for it. And I do hope that not just on the outreach um, that like people Googled IMCF Foundation and saw it did, but yeah. when they actually turn around and sell these, they make some money too. Well, and the other thing that I think is really cool and what I, I hadn't realized is I knew they had launched a store. Uh, but I hadn't been there since I saw that they launched it. And if you go on their website, like they have some really cool designs for hats and shirts and hoodies. You so, didn't try to buy them though, did you? No. The store doesn't no. work yet. I tried to buy one today. I tried yeah. to buy the hat and the store still has some issues. So 
Uh, All right. Hopefully, well, hopefully pretty quickly that'll get good, available. It's a good alternative if you miss out on on bidding for one of these jerseys because I know there's there's a lot of people that we know in our community as collectors that are going to be going for these jerseys and really really can't wait uh, yeah. to see them come in. But but even again again get away from the buying stuff. Just good on Inter Miami for for having an opportunity doing something to help the foundational arm of the club, and they did it. And I think just that has to be recognized and congratulated and like. Just well done. Well done to the club. Yeah, it's cool to see them do this. I know there's clubs around around the world that do this for like a game. One of the big games, they'll say, oh, yeah, we're going to wear the sponsor for the charity that, that our sponsor cares about or whatever, and they do that. So really cool to see that. Hopefully we see more of that because uh, really awesome. Um, and it makes you feel good. And I'm just I'm just so glad XBTO is gone. <laughs> Still, I, I still, hate it. I still don't actually know what they sold. Like, I don't think even much, their clients knew. As much stuff as I own that says XBTO, I've never understood what that product was. So I definitely understand what Royal Caribbean uh, is. Uh, yeah. I am also. I was thinking about this today. Buying it, but he understands Royal Caribbean. You know, on the plus side, you got to think there's going to be some great fan giveaways going on. Like, you know, maybe there's going to be some maybe. halftime events where you can win cruises and stuff like that. Like, I just think I think it's great to have a sponsor. Yeah. That you recognize we can relate to and that's that local some stuff. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like, you know, some of the rumored sponsors, like God, before XBTO when they were talking about Qatar Airways and stuff, like that was the thing nightmares. You remember when the the and I know this I actually <laughs> know the story of this, but do you remember when there was a jersey? It was a near Miami jersey with the Qatar Airways being the image went mm-hmm. around and everyone freaked out. Like that was people really Myself panicked over so no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm very much happy it's not Qatar Airways. I always want didn't want that one. I think Royal, the, there's only one sponsor better than Royal Caribbean for us, and that was gonna be Publix. Like I really wanted Ooh, Publix. Yeah, I really wanted. But Royal Caribbean, man, I cannot say a single bad thing from like a sponsor perspective. I know no company's perfect, and they've had their yeah. issues, but uh, I think it's awesome. I think it looks great. I will have that kit pretty soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, question I is, I have to order one. I, I got to find out. I'm going to find out later on today, uh, tomorrow, if uh, the club store has them yet. And it's like either I'm buying an MLSsoccer.com or I'm buying it from the club store. I'd rather buy it from the club store. Yeah. Because we got our season ticket holder. Well, that discount. we season ticket holder discount. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully next week we don't have any kit news to talk about or the pink kit is finally here. I think, I think we hear about it next week. Yeah, I think we hear about the new kit next week, knowing that some probably, of the new stuff. And I'll hate it, but they'll probably debut it in like Saudi Arabia or Dubai or some nonsense like that. But it would make sense, more sense to, well, no, I don't think that's going to work because I heard, the rumor I heard so far is next week would be the, the debut. And since at least the first game is in Saudi Arabia, um, that doesn't make sense somewhat. Like that'll get more views of it. Which would be huge, yeah. but it's, the timing doesn't work great because the first game's Monday. By the way, for all of our listeners, they're still so we're a little over an hour in. So I knew this show was going to go long today. Yeah. Uh, one o'clock, one p.m. game Monday and Thursday are the Saudi Arabia games. The timing is horrible. Block your work calendars now because <clears throat> you're going to be working while watching. Yeah, absolutely, and <clears throat> we're going to try and. Play with our schedule will probably be coming at you maybe Sunday. We can get everything together. If we get 50 subscribers, maybe we'll be live. Who knows? That's all up to you. 
<laughs> yeah, we we really so so we really want to record Sunday night. That's our goal. Love for it to be live. There's nothing. Listen, there's no reason it shouldn't be live. Like, twenty five of you have a click subscribe. <clears throat> if each one of you has one friend, have your friend subscribe. Listen, I don't yeah. care if they're an Orlando City fan. Just have them subscribe yeah, to help us care. out. We don't want them. Yeah, but they get Disney as a sponsor, and I just really appreciate that. That's like my weird issue with Orlando City. <sighs> but remember, Orlando City does now play in Oregon Coast Stadium, so they play in our house. We we built yeah. our house. We we got a we got a shelter. By there. the way, Inter Miami's social admin deserves a freaking trophy. Papi es papi. Yeah. So so was... for so <coughs> we didn't cover this, but let's just get into it real quick. Orlando City was playing at what, Experian Field. Was that was that the field? Exper- Exploria. Exploria Stadium. That was Exploria Stadium. Their new sponsor is called Inter and Co. So they're based Orla- out of Miami too. I I read somewhere that they have an office here, but it's not really their base. Oh, no, but regardless, no. they now play at Inter and Co. Stadium, which is hilarious. Orlando City's fans rightfully freaked out. Like that would be they the put same a as us. Petition together. You saw that. Listen, if 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 purple.com came to name our stadium and we accepted it, we'd we'd freak out this the same. Like, I'm sorry, I'd be just as upset. So they we're do bigger that. bigger than that, man. We're, no, we're not. We're a global brand. We don't want purple.com. No, we're not. We're not. We we took cryptocurrency money for two years. Like, we are not bigger than that. Don't don't get yourself. <clears throat> so they do that. And so we this we knew about this for like two weeks, and everyone was getting a good laugh. And then Orlando City comes out and announces it. And Inter Miami's official Twitter account just responds with "Papi es papi, Daddy is Daddy." Mm-hmm. I don't speak Spanish, and I still understood what that meant. Oh yeah, it lasted. It was up there for like an hour or so before it got taken down. The rumor is, and there's no. This was the the rumor, and this was it's the internet, so it's rumors are rumors. I wouldn't even Orlando's, say it's a rumor. That was. I think that's a joke. I don't think that really happened. You don't think so. The rumor was Orlando City reached out to MLS and MLS made us take it down. I, I believe it. Like that to me, you, you can't have these. That was such a bad comment. Like mm. the, the connotations of that comment are so bad. I do think there's truth to that rumor that that's why we had to take it down. I would love to hear someone tell me what really happened because yeah. either way, it's hilarious. But yeah, there was it got taken down. Uh, I do know some people got on Etsy pretty quickly to try to sell pictures of that and, and red bubble or whatever they are so i'm sure we'll see some uh when we oh, play orlando City, which is like our third or fourth I'm, game yeah it be sucks i'm assuming so we're gonna see some supporter signs that say that it's hell coming. yeah throw that shit on a t-shirt i'm in so moving on to uh the final segment before we close out tonight i know we're running long but we do want to get to these and it's the fan questions um, a lot of these questions, thank you guys for submitting them. And a lot of them are, are, are directed to you, Mike. So some of these I will not respond to. I'll just maybe give a little color. <clears throat> First one comes from our boys at the Battered Herons. They asked, does Mike consider last night's change in the starting 11 as Tata going back to the drawing board after the El Salvador game? The starting 11 included major changes, specifically two changes. One is putting Gressel back in th- as a center midfielder and moving Yedlin out to right back. I, I don't think that's uncalled for, but that's a fairly major change called experimentation. If you want it's a fa- experimenting where he is that one, 
fine. I'll give it to you. Not drawing board. Putting Sergey as a who is not a fast pacey center back. He is as slow as they come. Love him on a low. We've talked about him on a low block. He would be the guy. I'd, and I think he's one of the best low block center backs in MLS is not capable of playing Tata's form of, of football. And I think that is a drawing board level change. So you all laugh at me. You'll all give me shit. You're laughing, Brandon, as I'm saying this, but I think that change, uh, that change is a very major change that goes against Tata's nature. It's not how he wants to play. The fact that he even pulled that in in preseason, call it an experiment if that makes you all feel better, but that is not what he wanted to do for the second game. I, I, I know for a fact, I know in my heart, he was forced to do that because of what he saw, and he had to see what would happen. Oh so if it's an experiment, if it's it's fine, it's not the drawing uh. board, which has w- weird connotations that made you all very upset with me, but that was a pretty big change that there's no way Tata wanted to do. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know how you come on this show and you're just so comfortable being so wrong all the time. It's Listen, rotation, you're Liv- man. You're a Liverpool fan, so you understand Top how the league. Are going. Yeah, good luck with those yeah. trophies. Yeah, yeah, we've won I mean, more not, than you. Like you're, you're, you, you can't say you can't say preseason doesn't matter, and then say we're making rotational changes and we're putting Sergey in over. I think you're yeah. reading too much into the change, personally. I'm I think, not Sergey. Yeah, I think I think bringing Sergey in was more about like let's get some minutes in his legs, more so than Tata's thinking about fundamentally changing no, the way I'm, he plays. Because I'll tell you why. Who who replaced Sergey in the lineup yesterday after yesterday night? Who was the the next center back? Or sorry, replaced Toto. Who did he sub out and put in place? Uh, is McVeigh right? McVeigh, which yeah. means the next guy back was McVeigh. McVeigh mm-hmm. makes more sense in a Tata lineup. Now, I've heard rumors Tata is not a big fan of McVeigh, and I think there's some truth to that because we, we've never seen him play him a lot. But if you look for a guy who's trying to keep the formation, keep what he's trying to do, it's McVeigh over Sergey. Sergey is essentially yeah. a formational change. <clears throat> I don't. I think he's giving Sergey the opportunity to play because they're trying to sell him and he's got to play in order for them, for other teams to think that he's part of their plans. I do not think so, Tata's thinking I need to go with a low block. So, so here, here's because I'm Freire, not when he, he gets here is going to take that spot. I'm not suggesting he's going to go back to a low block, but you, it's a form. The guy's so slow. But you are, change. but, but you the, are you need, because you if you're, Ser- Sergey has played in Champions League. He's got so much tape on him. I remember when Sergey came over before right. he played a single. But you if don't need to advertise him. If teams don't think that he's part of your plans for the season, they're going to pay less. No one's if thinking. They, if they say no, these the teams. Okay, yeah. the majority of teams are smarter than that. There and are a few also, teams that are at that dumb, but we've the majority been talking teams know about how thin we are at center back, and you want to say, oh, Sergey shouldn't play at all in preseason. No, but play. Come on, dude, man. Play Chris McVeigh. Play Ryan Serious. We've got young, pacing guys. Wow, get serious. You are. You've been on. Been on. Sergey has to so get long. minutes. He has to get minutes. No, because he's not a part of a plan. Ship him back. You to don't Europe. know that. Well, don't play him back to Ukraine because we could be stuck with him. Because I'm, I'm just telling you, it doesn't make sense to put Sergey in that position. I think you're a you're reading way too far into it. Ruiz and Kermashi swapping that out. That's not drawing board. That's rotation. I get. I completely agree on that move. 
the Sergey move was not rotational. It's not experimental. But Sergey was playing exactly how Tata wants him to play. He wasn't playing a low block. I didn't say he's playing a low so block, but he's too slow but, for a, for a high. A, but the, the, the for high it line. to be a major change, and for you, you called it a formational change. For it's, it to be a formational change, no. Because of his speed, no, it's essentially a formational change. Yes, right. You said it's a formational change. Essentially. For I, I qualified. To, Don't take my qualifier away. Speed does not change a formation. What changes a formation so is if they ask him to play a low block. When you're so slow to get back. But they didn't it's ask him to play different than what Tata wants to play. He played I, how Tata wants his center backs right, to that's, play. But that's when you remember we played a but lot it's not more. It's a big of change a, then. We played a lot more of a four man back. So a couple things. Don't forget, we are not playing a consistent five man back. We are rotating between a five man back and a four man back, depending on, on possession. And a four man back is much more what Sergey played with us previously. So again, I think we are getting away. From the five three two or the three five two, however you want to look at our at our, our wingbacks, to play more of this four we'll three see. three four four two four, because of having Sergey in there. So I think there's more to it than you're counting that you're like giving it. Do I think we see it again? God, I hope not. But I just well, don't think you can just say this was a rotational change. Sergey is a different type of center back. Right, but to you play have a different to play line. these guys. You can't play the same center backs in preseason. You don't have to start him. Time. Yeah, but but start McVeigh, start Sailor. There, we have other center backs that could you played. have to play him. So if he came in off Fine. the bench, you would say it was a formational change, and you'd be no, saying if he, he, if he came if he came off if he came off the bench was in the seventieth minute. I I am completely wrong. It is it is just experimentation and just subs. Well, but we'll you, that's not what happened. This I, I was think a you're, this was. I think you're. This was a starter in the eleven. Faith, you put way too much faith in preseason, man. Way too much faith. You're the guy who celebrates the Carolina Trophy Cup, way over League's Cup. So moving on to the next. Hold on, question. hold on, hold on. Got my Carolina Trophy Cup, and I have mine over there on my scarf See? rack. I got it, but yeah, I'm right. I celebrate. You know, that was it's a preseason. Trophy. It's preseason, man. Don't worry. All about right, it. let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let me put this. So, on. Joe G asks, "Are you guys worried at all about these upcoming Saudi games after watching what we did in El Salvador and Dallas?" I know your answer is no because you don't care about the preseason. I don't. I don't care about results in the preseason. I'm I, I, I'm worried that maybe somebody gets hurt. I I mean that's that's a worry with any preseason. I'd say I'm only worried that we need to score goals. Like. Do I really care about the total results as much as we're arguing right now? No, I don't. Win or lose, I really don't care. If we don't score goals, that's my issue. So I think the need to score goals is increasing. I think if we had scored five goals in the past two games, which we damn well should have, I wouldn't care at all what happens in the Saudi game. At all. I'd watch Ooh. it because I want to watch it, but I just would not care the result. Now that we've been blanked two games, I need to see goals to at least – keep me from fully hitting the panic button because if we come out of the soda games with no goals again, I'm going to put a red blinking light up on here and just have that going the entire next show. <sighs> you can tell you're a Chelsea fan because you're, you just panic at preseason, everything. Yeah. Well, I have reason to, because preseason has been a pretty good indicator for us. I can't wait till we score two goals in each game. And then you find something else to, to pull apart here and panic about. Well, listen. If we have nothing to talk about as a show, we're going to struggle as 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 you know 
YouTube personality. Uh, so there, we do need something to talk about. Yeah. Well, next question from Albert H., our good friend. Uh, question for both of us. Isn't preseason for innovation trial of new formations with different player mix? Only then will Tata know what, what does and doesn't work. Am I going first again? I mean, I can go first. I think he's absolutely right. It's a time for trying different things, for getting players on the field, for building fitness, for seeing what does and doesn't work, and then building from that. It's not a it's not a place to to really count on results. And you know, I think the last couple of preseason games and will tell you like what your what your team's gonna look like for the season. But you know. I say that and to start last season, we played Austin at home in the last preseason game and we looked amazing and we all thought we were going to be good. And we and won the we next two shit. games. Well, hold on. We won the next two games and then we and lost we Gregory in the season. Yeah, but that was due to injuries, right? So like that game was telling. I, right. I will I will say I agree with Albert's stay. First off, we love Albert. Uh, we've, we've tailgated him. What a great fan of of, of yeah just friend of ours and, and fan of the show. I agree with that preseason is a time for innovation and trial. But I also believe that the vast majority of coaches across all sports have default settings. You play towards a certain strategy concept type person you are. There's very few coaches. I can only think of one off the top of my head, but there's very few coaches that truly plays to the people they have, not the strategy they want to implement. Tata what plays to the strategy by the way phil neville was the exact same way right like he had a strategy in his mind and no matter who the players were he was going to play to that strategy it's why chris mcveigh was a left back for half time because he just couldn't get a, get out of that and so tata is has a certain strategy in mind and it starts with a three-man back line i think this is where kind of the, the back and forth is going to go about sergey until we have more evidence to say the otherwise of there is experimentation mm. and then there's like leaving the leaving the formula i think a little bit not in every place and funny enough it wasn't offensively where we need to score goals defensively i think tata left the for, left the formula a little bit last night does that mean he's completely changing the formula no because he he we just brought in Frere. so like we're going back to the formula to, on, on, in saudi and and i expect not to have sergey start in saudi arabia um but yes that is what preseason's for but there's a limit and I know I'm really harping on one formational, one personnel change, but that change felt so wrong to me that I think it told it tells me that Tata wasn't happy. Tata wasn't happy. He's changing more than one person. He's not going to wait. Listen, the whole front of the team he can't change. The people passing the ball to Messi and anything can change. Like you, we all know, Tata is setting kind of he's experimenting to let Messi, Busquets, Alba choose the players they like to play with best. But when you know when Tata's putting his lineup up, he's basically saying, okay, Messi told me he wants him and this guy and that guy. The center backs are going to be a little bit different. I think that's where Tata has the most control over this lineup because it's less about what the the front guys want. It's more about the guys that are holding the line and and playing the role that Tata wants them to play. We'll see as the preseason goes along. 
And final well, fan question from, I don't know who put this one in. So this is a question from Mike. So what do you think <sighs> Tata's drawing board looks like? And, you know, I, I have a little insight into this question just so you answer it, you know, right for our fans. Do you think it's a chalkboard? Do you think it's a dry erase board? Do you think he uses an Etch-a-Sketch? What, what do you think his drawing board actually looks like? It is definitely a whiteboard. Like one of the little ones. Like you see the more you think modern he's a magnet coaches. guy. He has little magnets on no, there. He around. No, he's got he's a he's he's old school. He's old school. He's got a dry erase marker. He's he's using last year's kit to kind of wipe it off. That's why we we didn't have a lot of black kits last year because he was using them all. <laughs> we were using the kits. The black kits was for the dry erase board. I, I think maybe maybe a magnet or two, but he's he's really a whiteboard guy. He's definitely not an iPad guy. Uh or Alternative option. We have some friends that feel this way. There is no whiteboard. It's basically, Messi, what do you want to do? Messi said, do, do it, guys. Go do it. That's the other option here. Oh, interesting. If we get the opportunity to talk to Tata, I'm going to ask him about his drawing board and how many times he's gone back to it, just so we can really address that fan's questions, because uh, great question to end it up. You know, this BG guy, He's gonna he's gonna have some competition from that. So ML I saw guy. his profile picture. Very handsome guy. Yeah, very sure handsome. Sure is. And he can be reached at uh, bgriff eight nine one. By the way, you know, when we get done with this preseason tour and some of my premonitions come out to be correct, I look forward to not just you, but I'm gonna go on battered herons and make them apologize to me as well. Yeah, I don't think that's happening, man. Oh, I am. When they listen to this, because we know that we know we listen to each other's shows. When they listen, I expect some like, "Yep, Mike, you get to come on. We will, we will, ex- we will uh, graciously apologize for the bad things we've said about you." Yeah, yeah. Listen, I I wouldn't hold your breath on being right. That's my concern. They'll have you on the show, I'm sure, but I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath on being listen, right. I don't want to be right. Turn around like, after next week. I I, I, you, I want things to turn you around. Do. Right? No, like, I don't. I think want these do. guys to score. I know I really do. I really want to have a, a good team. I really want to win CCC. I really want to score at will. Like we should be able to. Well, I am frustrated, and I think you're, you're, the other piece is my panic is more frustration than anything. I am frustrated we can't score, and until we score, that frustration is not going away. Oh. And with that, you may now play the exit music. Thank you. As we mentioned, please like and subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube so we can hit the 50 and then we can start doing this live. Uh, uh, you know, for all the listeners, rocking it. Our last episode was a huge success. And just thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next one.